NBA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast. Now we're presented by WinBet. Get started today. You'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. It's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive the $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN. Receive a free $2,500 entry to use in the Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And make sure to tune in to Draft Day on July 13th where Ryan Kramer, Ryan Real Money Kramer, will attempt to draft for 24 hours straight. It's going to be great, guys. Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Free $25 entry, and you get that for the chance to win $1 million in the Best Ball Mania 2 contest. And last but not least, we're brought to you by the SGPN app. Do not forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. And welcome everyone to the official nba gambling podcast sgpn nba finals preview podcast this is your host zb we're recording this monday july 5th 10 30 p.m on the east coast hope everyone had a great july 4th weekend we uh we had a uh, great weekend here at sgpn a lot of sports going on a lot of content keeping the content train rolling and we are here to break down everything regarding the nba finals and game one it's your host, ZB. I don't even remember if I said that or not, but I am joined to get into it with my boy, Dan Titus. How are you? Doing good, ZB, man. Great to talk to you about NBA Finals. Happy 4th to you. I know you had a good round of golf, man. I wish I could have been out there on the links with you, but sometime soon, man. I'm hoping I can get back out there. Yes, sir. We're hoping we can get some sort of NBA Summer League, NBA Gambling Podcast crossover this oh, summer. Yeah. Maybe get out there. I don't know. And uh, other guests for tonight's show, as always, the machine. He's all over SGPN daily. I know he's pumped up for this finals. Munaf, how are you, bro? I'm doing well, man. There's uh there's the big three. There was a LeBron, Wade, Bosch, and then we had KD, Steph, and Clay. And then we had the new th- big three with Kyrie, KD, and Harden. But then I think the biggest big three is us. <laughs> We're going to kill it, man. I'm so excited for this part, man. I mean, is the NBA finals? It's going to be a lot of fun. It's not the matchup that we all wanted, but I think this is all. This is going to be a good one. It's going to be a great one. I'm so excited. Yeah, and to let you know how much Moonoff has invested in the big three, I actually had to reschedule this from this morning. I said to, for them, Moonoff and Dan, to go ahead. Moonoff said, no, I'm the Chris Bosch of this arrangement. I'm just looking out for everybody else, making sure that we all eat. Yeah, let's uh, let's push it back. So, you know, the unselfish, the facilitator, Munaf, thank you for that. Happy to be here. And yeah, it has been a crazy playoff, but I think, look, now obviously we have the news that Giannis is doubtful for game one. We'll get into that, but it does look like the health will be there. Obviously, Giannis, there was a Chris Haynes report before game six of the Hawks Bucks series that Giannis would be able to play in game seven, if not. Uh, if they if that series did go seven, so we'll talk about that, the implications of that. But plan for tonight's show, we're going to get into more of an in-depth preview. I know if those of you listen to the main feed, Sports Gambling Podcast, you guys are both on there getting into some uh, more specific, just right-to-the-point picks. Yep. We're going to try to go a little bit longer today. We'll have the picks at the end for both game one and the series. But we're going to get right into it to start. Uh, with the number one thing that you are looking forward to in this series, Suns Bucks, Dan, we're going to start it off with a punchy intro. Number one thing you're looking forward to in this series. Looking forward to see if CP3 can do it, man. Like this is the storyline that we've all been waiting for. Can CP3, when he actually gets to the finals, can he get it done? And I love the matchup between him and Drew Holiday. You know, I, I'm a Sixers fan at heart and I watched Drew Holiday. We drafted him. I'm, I love to see that he made it to the the NBA finals along with Willie green, who I hated as a player, but this dude just has the magic him and Monty Williams on that coaching staff to get the Suns to this spot. Now is Chris Paul going to step up the way that he did against those Clippers? You know, is he going to be the point God? You know, are we going to see the, the guy that's going to be distributing or are we going to see the guy that really wants it? And he's just going to be uber aggressive 
attacking the defense relentlessly and, and, and being more of a, a, a scorer. So I'm more excited to see that. I think that's going to be a great matchup to watch this uh, this entire series. Yeah, that's going to be an absolutely epic matchup. Munaf, how about you? Number one thing that you're excited for in this Suns-Bucks matchup? Yeah, I think not really excitement-wise, but I just want to see how the Bucks are going to respond now us knowing that Giannis is not going to be, or he's at least doubtful for game one. And, and it's because it's the biggest stage and of an NBA season being in the NBA finals, is Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday going to be able to shine when the lights are the brightest for me? And we saw that they did it in game five and game six, but now you're stepping up to the best team in the Western Conference, a, a much better team led by, like Dan just said, with CP3 alongside Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. That's, that's something that I'm looking for. And I'm more of an X's and O's guys. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see, number one, when and if Giannis does return. But I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how the Bucks respond in the NBA Finals, not having their superstar player at least for Game One. Yeah, hundred percent. We obviously saw them in that situation in terms of handicapping angle in that in the end of that Hawks series. They responded well, especially in yep. that Game Six coming out with a big punch. We had that first quarter bet in the game after he missed the first time. Had a Slack channel on that. That was exciting. So, well, definitely that uh, sneak preview for me. I think I like that in game one for the Bucs if Giannis does not play. But for me, the number one thing I'm looking forward to in this series, I think we see both these teams as kind of more team-oriented groups, you know, not not as much led by their stars, but more, more of some of their parts, both these teams. But I think what we see in this kind of style of playoff basketball is you need that bucket getter to emerge and who's going to get tough buckets for both these teams. I look at – the Devin Booker, P.J. Tucker matchup, if we get that, and then the Chris Middleton, Mikhail Bridges matchup. Like, who gets the better of those, I think, is going to be really important in this series because I think Middleton and Booker are the guys that are going to be looked at as the ones that need to kind of take over late, especially with, like you said, Dan, the ability for Drew Holiday, I think, will be able most likely to take away Chris Paul scoring um, or at least keep him from being a number one option. So really just excited to see kind of that Devin Booker, Chris Middleton battle and obviously – Giannis is the variable in this series, so we'll get into that more and more throughout the show. But let's kick it off here. Dan, I mean, kind of your early impressions of this matchup. What did you think when you saw it was going to be Suns Bucks? And um, you know, what are you kind of seeing for this series overall? I think this, you know, obviously this hinges on the long term hinges on Giannis's availability. And, you know, if I think that the Bucks are playing it conservatively and it's the right thing to do for them not to force him out there. I know that there was a report that he could have played game seven if the Hawks matchup went that far. But I think ultimately you got to play the long game here. And the game one isn't the most crucial. You know, it's really can the Bucks steal one game at home? We know how good the Suns have been at home over the course of the regular season and the playoffs. Like this team is just probably the best team that you can play on the home court. So, you know, if you can get Giannis for back for game two, I think you can actually make it a series. Now, ultimately, I, I really feel like this this matchup is really going to be are the Suns going to have any kind of letdown? You know, more often than not, we see these teams that have a week off kind of come out a little bit sluggish, but you got to feel like with Chris Paul in that locker room, that this team is like a different breed. Like I think he's got them motivated to see the bigger task at hand here. And, you know, Devin Booker, this could cement what could be a very prominent NBA career. Like he always gets compared to Kobe and what other better way to do this other than getting like, you know, he scored 70, 70 freaking points in a game, right? Like who else fucking done that since Kobe? No one. Um, he gets a ring here, man. I think you're going to see Devin Booker emerge as one of the best superstars, young scorers that we have in the NBA. And I would love to see that narrative kind of take shape and take form. Mikal Bridges, I think you're you're totally right there, man. I think he could be the, the X factor in this series. He's a menace defensively. He can stretch the floor and shoot. He could take on multiple assignments. If he locks down Chris Middleton, look out. Like, this could be a pretty quick series. Now, I feel like the basketball gods in the NBA, more so Adam Silver, doesn't want to see this be a gentleman's sweep. So I think we could probably see the Bucks at least take two games. But it's hard to stop this trade, man. The Suns are so good. And I just don't think that the Bucks ultimately have the depth to be able to take it to a seven-game series um, and ultimately win out. Because eventually, if it, even if this goes seven games, you're going to have to win in Phoenix. And that's just going to be a tall, a tall order. Yeah, definitely sat Dan. Sounded like you're leading Phoenix. So that's interesting there. Moonup, how about you? What was your first impression of this uh, matchup when you saw it was going to be the one? Yeah, obviously, I think kind of to zoom out and we we talked about, you know, Phoenix's run and, and also Milwaukee's run in the Eastern Conference. But for for the Phoenix Suns, 
it, it was it was the hand that they were dealt, right? That the cards that were laid out in front of them, meaning that they there was a significant injury to the opposing team in every single one of their series, right? We in in, in the first round, Anthony Davis, um, you know, he left in in I think it was game five, didn't try to give it a game six. He he left within five minutes. LeBron was pretty sure he was not fully healthy with that ankle. And then in, in the round two against Denver, no Jamal Murray with the torn ACL. They knew that. And then not having Kawhi for the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, I think that that's kind of the narrative. But at the end of the day, Phoenix took care of business in all three of those series, right? And then now they're here in the NBA Finals. And now they're dealing with another injury to a superstar player on their opposing team. Are they going to be able to capitalize on that? And for me, it, it, the question is, is that if Giannis does come back, we know game one, but if he does come back game two, for me, how effective is he going to be? Because we saw Trey Young try to give it a go in game six in the Eastern Conference Finals. Clearly, he wasn't 100%. He even said in post game that I wish I was 100%. Maybe it would have been a different outcome in that series without Giannis and a healthy Trey Young. But, um, you know, we, we've said it all along when we've been doing this podcast for the playoffs. It almost seems like whichever team is the most healthy is going to win the NBA title. But for me, I, I think the X's and O's matchups, like you guys talked about with Bridges, matching up on Middleton and Drew Holiday matching up on Chris Paul. If those guys are able to neutralize one another or the opposing player, who's that other player that's really going to step up if those uh, guys are are knocking are are kind of neutralized. And it's for me, it's going to be which of those role players steps up. It's going to be interesting to see because we've seen in the past guys like Andre Iguodala when he won the MVP was a guy that kind of stepped up uh, for the Warriors. So uh, I think that was the one thing that really popped out of my mind. And the second one, I know we'll get to this in a little bit, but the coaching matchup in this series is going to be absolutely huge also with Coach Bud and Monty Williams. Yeah, 100%. I think there's a, a couple of things I want to get to there. I mean, I think from the matchup perspective, you know, these are two teams that while it kind of was, like you said, a, a wacky road to get here, yeah. I think there's no doubt that the Bucks and the Suns, I mean, it was a very possible finals matchup at the beginning of the playoffs. The Milwaukee Bucks outlasted the Brooklyn Nets. I think that was very feasible. Sure. And Phoenix, you know, took a bit. They were the second, they were the two seed out West. And, you know, LA, the LA teams were not as invincible as we thought. So definitely an exciting matchup here. And I think you also bring up the, the two young superstars. I think for Devin Booker, I don't really think that the NBA fan universe is prepared for what it means that Devin Booker has a ring at this age and this stage in his career. Like, like yeah. you said, Dan, exactly. I mean, Luka Doncic doesn't have a ring. You know, Trey Young doesn't have a ring. You know, John Morant doesn't have a ring. And, and Devin Booker's a guy who I think his name can be mentioned after some of those guys, but if we've seen what it means to get that one ring, you're basically kind of set for life in terms of the respect factor. So that would be huge. And then for Giannis Antetokounmpo, somebody who's been maligned for his lack of ability to shoot the jump shot, his lack of ability to do some of the traditional things. And like you said, Munaf, if his knee is banged up, he's going to have to maybe hit some deeper shots, more of those floaters, hook shots, yeah. not going to be able to get all the way to the rim, especially if Aiden is kind of, sagging back on him so he will be tested if it means he's going to get his first ring but with that let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and get some more of these x's and o's here today's episode of the nba gambling podcast presented by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win las vegas experience get in on all your favorite teams players and sports games generous promos odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and download the app today. All right, coming back off the break, we want to get into some more specific uh, previews. We're going to try to do this through the angle of sort of betting angles. Maybe it's a team total or a team you like, but... Bucks on offense, Suns on defense. Moonaf, we'll start with you. I know we have a lot of matchups here we want to get to. So what are your thoughts on kind of what the Bucks can do to score well in this series against Phoenix's defense? Not having Giannis on the floor. I mean, we saw <laughs> we saw in games five and <laughs> I mean we saw 10 30 p.m. Moonaf throwing shots. <laughs> I mean, we saw in games five and six against the Hawks. I know the, the Phoenix Suns are a much better defensive team than are of the Hawks, but they they averaged what 100 close to 120 points in those two matchups. They dropped 123 and 118 in those two games, and they shot the ball well. Middleton played well. Uh, Drew Holiday played well. Uh, we said this all along, and uh, you know Zach, you and I, and also Dan, we also discussed this: is that they need to let Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday play that point card position and not let Giannis 
dribble that ball up the floor. He sees that trap and he you know, dribble, dribble, dribbles. By the time he makes a pass, there's maybe seven or eight seconds left on the shot clock and they get a bad, bad shot. They need to let Drew Holiday and, and Chris Milton handle the ball. But I think one thing for me is also I wrote down is that the shooting of Pat Connaughton and Breen Forbes is going to be really key for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks in the series, along with the energy that Bobby Portis brings on off the bench. I think he was going to get the start, but the energy that he brings for this Milwaukee Bucks team is going to be key. I don't think they necessarily need that repeat of performance that they had in game five when that first game Giannis was out where they had like four guys that scored 20 plus points, but a, a performance like they had in game six to close out that series is really going to be interesting because if Mikel Bridges is latched up on Devin Booker and he's some way able to neutralize him, and you also have, you know, Drew Holiday on Chris Paul, it's really going to be interesting that the three-point shot is really going to matter for the Milwaukee Bucks. And we saw all season long where the three-point shooting was would really carry the Milwaukee Bucks all throughout the season. Yeah, and you also have guys, I mean, we kind of saw that with the Atlanta Hawks finally by the end of that series. I think PJ Tucker took what eight or nine threes, I think, yeah. in that game six. And they and he didn't make them. And he had yeah. obviously one late one, but I think the jury's kind of out that you have to make the Bucks supporting cast make their jump shots off these actions. And Mikhail Bridges struggled in that in that Clipper series, and he could not do anything with Paul George. And yeah. I think he's someone who I still have a ton of respect for as a defender in this league, but he has to show it in this series. Dan, how about you? How do you think that the Bucs will score in this series? I mean, do we like them on sort of team total over angle with uh, maybe Giannis being less involved? You know, in the first three matchups in the regular season between these teams, they all hit the over. I mean, we're talking about way higher game totals here, 228 and a half, 229 and 232. Obviously, that's the Giannis factor that's accounted for that. Part of me is like with this sitting at 217, I kind of want to go contrarian here and go under mainly because like out of the conference finals, I mean, the, the Phoenix Suns only averaged 105 points per game with the Bucks averaging 111. You got to figure with Giannis out of the game, you know, that could probably drop down to around a hundred. I, I could see that. And you know, the Suns have had a layoff for over a week, so I'm not expecting them to come out and shooting, you know, upwards of 51% or something like that. Um, out the gates I think this could be a, a little bit sluggish probably some turnovers as everyone kind of gets their bearings back we know that the the Bucks just went through a grueling series without their superstar um, I could see this being a little bit of a of a letdown of a game to open up the series so I'm going to take the under on the game total here at 217 and a half I can definitely see that I mean I, th- I think that's a good contrarian angle um, for me with the Bucks on offense I think I'm going to be looking at Chris Middleton all series long. I mean, I think Munaf, you kind of started off with, with the right idea. I mean, I think Chris Middleton, he's kind of, we're kind of seeing him almost step into a featured role in this Bucks offense. Yeah. You even had Giannis Antetokounmpo admit as much in during that. Uh, I think it was during the Hawks series where he was like, look, Chris is the guy. I'm happy to kind of sit back in the fourth quarter and let Chris close. And I think Chris Middleton, he has shown that, that zone he can get into his shot making in the playoffs. And I think, the, for the Phoenix Suns, I think they're going to have a tough time dealing with this. I think Chris Middleton on the over kind of playing a similar role to Paul George that we saw in that Clippers Sun series will be someone that I like. Any player matchups that you think could be ripe for some uh, scoring, Munaf, um, for the Bucks offensively? I think the one that you mentioned with P.J. Tucker and Devin Booker, if he is matched up on him, it's going to be interesting because I feel like that no matter who's guarding Devin Booker all throughout this playoffs, this dude's just been getting a bucket and he's been able to get wherever he wants. Yeah. He's had some bad shooting nights, but this is a guy that, you know, we're, we're, we always try to compare him to Kobe Bryant is a guy that can get to that mid range and knock down those dumb, those jump shots. And he's a guy that likes to get at that elbow jump shot, knock it down. He's also a guy that can knock down the three point shot and even get to the basket at will. So I think whoever is guarding uh, Devin Booker, I think that's one matchup that I'll be watching closely in, um, uh, in game one. And that the other one that you mentioned also, Zach, was Drew Holiday and Chris Paul. Um, this is going to be a really, really fun matchup to watch all series long because, you know, we know Chris Paul is the point god. He's a guy that can create his own shot in mid-range, but also Drew Holiday, one of the best two-way guards in our league. So I think those are the two matchups. And I think the other one, uh, who's going to guard DeAndre Aiden? You know, I think Brooke Lopez will be matched up on him, but is he going to be able to slow him down? Because We've seen the emergence 
of DeAndre Ayton this season and in the playoffs. I think that's been a, a because his emergence have been has been due to uh, Chris Paul on this roster, but he's really taking that step forward. He's shooting 71% from the field all throughout these playoffs. He's had some big games. I mean, you know, Dan's been a guy that's been backing his player props and cashing almost every single night because the market hasn't adjusted. So I think those are the three matchups. I know it's the superstars, but it's really going to be intriguing because Zach, when we talked about earlier in the season is that they went out and got this def- defensive team with adding PJ Tucker at the trade deadline. And then early in the season, Drew Holiday being a more defensive team. So, you know, those are some of the X's and O matchups I'm really going to be looking out for in game one. Yeah, Dan, any more uh, under-the-radar player matchups you're looking at in this series? Munaf hit hit on the good ones here. I, th- I think DeAndre Ayton's going to have a field day, especially with Giannis out of the lineup for game one. I mean, that's that's the player prop that I think is going to be very profitable, just considering uh, I don't think Brooke Lopez is going to pose much of a threat in that interior for him. And I think that the Suns are going to find a way to feed him the rock. The other one I like, though, Drew Holiday, he's – Actually, I mean, over the course of the of the last series, obviously he went off in the in the final three games when, once Giannis left, but he ended up finishing the series with 22, 5, and 10 assists. So the guy is definitely, you know, a scoring machine right now. And success, he only played in one of the three games they go to season, but he did drop 25 points on an efficient over 50% with eight dimes. So, you know, if Chris Paul is going to be really pushing the, the tempo and trying to slow down the pace at times, you know, he can still score. And, you know, with Giannis off the floor, it's going to be one of him or Chris Middleton to really be the true scores for this for this team. You know, Brooke Lopez will certainly help out, but he's not going to give you 33 points. I think we saw, especially in that closeout game, they were trusted in Drew Holiday to get it done. And I think he's going to continue to put pressure on the defense. Um, but I do like his points at 22 and a half. Yeah, I think that this is something I can get behind here. Um, I think Drew Holiday is going to have a good opening, good opening contest to kind of set the stage for the Bucks to try to help them out. Yeah, I like that play a lot. And I think, you know, one thing I think about with this series, and you know, even if Giannis doesn't come back, I mean, it's not a lock by any means that Devin Booker and Chris Paul are better than Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday in a seven-game sample. I mean, I think you could easily see Drew and Chris outplay uh, CP3 and Book. So. I think there's still, you know, a ton of credit that has to go to those guys and they stepped up and they'll have to continue to do so to win this series. I think we kick it over to the Suns offensively. I think for the the Bucks, I mean, yes, they they squeaked by the Hawks after after Trey got injured, but their defensive issues haven't been totally solved, right? I mean, Chris Paul and Devin Booker in pick and roll are still going to make Brooke Lopez's life a living hell and they're still going to have the same issues that they've had with Brooke Lopez being unable to get out on the floor and play drop coverage. And now if Giannis is out, that limits your ability to go small and play Giannis at the five. So I still think that CP and book can have a lot of success as a pick and roll ball handler, like we saw with Kyrie Irving, like we saw with Kevin Durant and Trey Young. So, you know, in terms of, in terms of the matchups for the Bucks defensively, they still haven't totally figured everything out. We'll have to see kind of how that plays out. Let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back, and we'll, we'll stick with these uh, breakdowns. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship tickets when you buy directly from other bettors on PropSwap. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high. Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button and PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know how much your ticket is worth. This week, a PropSwap customer sold a $200 12 to 1 Phoenix Suns championship ticket for $1,200, a five times return for the seller and adjusted odds of minus 160 for the buyer. That's better than every sports book in the country, guys. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. So think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting and use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. All right, coming back off the break, we just got into a little bit about how Brooke Lopez might struggle in this series. Dan, how do you see Phoenix scoring in this series and um what do you think of the bucks ability to guard them and in this uh perimeter oriented attack this is going to be the difference between what the bucks had to face against the hawks because clint capella isn't that competent offensive offensively and john collins is more of like a stretch four and 
I think when you have somebody that's going to be a, a bruiser like DeAndre Ayton, who can really play that pick and roll, it's going to make Brooke Lopez uncomfortable. And he's going to be a little bit further away from the basket, which I think should bode well for, for Ayton as well as some of those other shooters that are surrounded. You know, we saw Jay Crowder have a coming out party in game, in game six to close out the, the Clippers. And I think that the, the Phoenix offense is just going to be really predicated around drive and kick and playing off that pick and roll. So I think you'll see Mikel Bridges get tons of opportunities to shoot that three-pointer. We saw what Bogdanovich did against the, the Bucks in the, the last couple games of the series. Once he actually got his knee right, he was launching you know upwards of 11 to 12 threes per contest. So I think we'll probably see – I mean, Mikel Bridges isn't going to shoot with that much volume, but he's also more of an efficient player. So I think if he gets six opportunities, he's going to knock down three of them. So between him, Crowder, and then you, you have the driving kick with Aiton kicking it out, I mean, I think that they're going, to be, they're going to be really, really tough to stop here. And it's really going to take P.J. Tucker and uh, Pat Connaughton playing those additional minutes to kind of step in to see if they can kind of stop the, the Suns train here. But game one, I just don't see the Bucks having enough to stop the Suns ultimately. That's why I'm picking them on the money line. But I think to your point before the break, I think that people aren't giving the Bucks enough credit to how they got here to this point and what they could possibly do. And this is really going to come down to the coaching. You know, is Budenholzer, is he ready to actually make those in-game adjustments once the Suns have been planning, you know, ultimately for a few days as to what the Suns are going to potentially do? Can he make those adjustments later on? And that, that, that I'm, I'm not quite sold on yet. Like he, he did a good job against the Atlanta Hawks, but they also dealt with an injured Trey Young, which pretty much stifled their offense. And, you know, they got a good game out of Lou Will, but that was, obviously he didn't do that after that. So I, I'm, I'm not sold on Budenholzer. I think Monty Williams and his, his ability to weather the storm and also make in-game adjustments, I think is going to win out for the Suns here. Yeah, and, and I think for the Suns, it'll be interesting to kind of see how these minutes shake out between Crowder, Bridges, and Cam Johnson. And kind of like you said, I think I, I will be looking at whichever two of those three guys are getting a majority of the minutes. And obviously they have been pretty democratic. I think in, you know, competitive games that all kind of will play around 30, but, or Cam Johnson, maybe a little bit closer to 25, but I think those guys will have a lot of three point opportunities in this series coming off a uh, driving kick moving off. How do you think the Suns will score in this series? Do you think they'll have a good one or uh, struggle against the Bucks length? I, I think that, having the point God on your team that this pick and roll is going to be there all night long. And it, it, where it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes for coach bud to make those adjustments, because we saw it against Atlanta that Trey young in those first two games, especially in game one, they were getting whatever they wanted on that pick and roll. They were, they were playing in drop coverage and all of a sudden later on, they started switching everything um, to kind of contain that pick and roll. So for me, when you have a guy like Chris Paul on your roster, this guy, the, the IQ, the pure IQ Chris Paul has brings so much to the table because I said this at the beginning of the season that this guy's extension of a head coach on the floor in a player form, right? And he's a leader in that locker room. Uh, going back to what Dan said about Mikael Bridges, he shot 80% from three in two matchups against the uh, Milwaukee Bucks this season. So if he, if, if that kick that, that, that kickout three is available for Jay Crowder and Mikel Bridges, and they're knocking those shots down. It's going to be a long series, or it's going to be a short series. Uh, it might be wrapped up in five, but um, that's what I'm looking for. Like, if you're going to make your three point shots on offense for Phoenix, but we know we already know what those guys are going to be able to do. I'm looking for what the role players are going to be able to do, and which role players are going to knock down those three point shots for each team. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at for a uh, Mikael Bridges. We'll have at least two three-point field goals and Phoenix to win prop um, in game one. I will I'll definitely get a price for that. I think that could be something that's a great angle there, Munaf, from you. I want to tee you up here because we want to get into the coaching matchup a little bit, talk about you know some of that aspect of it. I know you've been critical of Coach Bud in the past, as we, as we all have, yeah. and he's definitely had his foibles. I mean, is Monty Williams going to walk over Bud in this series, or can he kind of pull a rabbit out of his hat and – find something i think i mean that cp3 monty williams connection seems to be pretty special and that's gonna be a great storyline i think in yeah. these finals um but you know what do we want to see out of bud here to give him the respect that that he's clearly looking for it's gonna have to be like let's just say in game one that phoenix gets off to a very fat start whatever their offensive game plan is i want to see him make that adjustment at halftime versus after a game 
to kind of offset what the Phoenix Suns are able to do on offense, right? Because we've seen in the past before this season that it takes way too long for Coach Bud to make those adjustments against an opponent. And that's kind of been the Achilles heel for the Milwaukee Bucks in the past. Um, but again, like you said, it's like when when Chris Paul joined this team, it was like Thanos getting that that last infinity stone with with, with Monty Williams and and um and Chris Paul. But you also gotta, you know, remember you also have Jay Crowder on this roster too, right? He's been to this is his second straight finals. I think that this is another guy that's a leader in the clubhouse, a veteran guy that you know, he's also a high IQ guy. So, you know, when you have the combination of CP3 and Monty Williams, I I just think that those two guys are gonna walk. Yeah, like you said, they're going to walk all over uh, Coach Bud in this series. So how quickly Coach Bud makes those adjustments for me in game, that's something that we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on. Yeah, it will be. I think, you know, and also kind of how he manages this Giannis situation. I mean, this is not easy because it seems like it's one of those super, like, questionable situations where do you go in game one? I mean, it it is a little bit weird that he – probably it seemed like he would have gone in game seven and now we have a game one and like okay, they're giving a little more time and i think that makes sense to take it to thursday but i think you can also construe that as you know okay where's the urgency to win game one i mean you got to yeah. kind of every game is falls to the wall i mean there's no right answer there i mean it'll be criticized either way dan anything else you want to get into before we're going to get into this uh handicap for game one and any other angles you wanted to bring up things you're looking at for this series things you're uh, thinking about I'm just excited to watch it, man. I, I think it's it's great for the league that, you know, it's not the the big market teams, but I don't I think it's okay. Like I think in a COVID in a COVID season, we're expecting some kind of ridiculous turn of events, and I think we've seen it pretty much through not only just the injuries, but uh, the non traditional path for a lot of these teams to get there. And I think there's a tons of upsets that I think was just great for the NBA and. I'm happy for Giannis and the Bucks to make it that far. I'm happy for the Suns as well. Shout out to McKee. I know, I know Sean stacking the money green is banking on the Suns in six, but yeah. you know, I'm hoping that it goes actually that long. Um, Cause I would just love to see a, a really good competition here of, of two pretty good coaches that, you know, especially Monty Williams. I know he went through a lot and to make it back, I think yeah. he arguably should have been coach of the year, but Tibbs did a, did a good job for your, your Knicks. But um, no, I think it's just a great storyline to really cap off the season. So However this goes, man, I'm, I'm ready to keep betting. Uh, one of the angles I think I was going to go for for the long term, you know, if you believe in the in the in the Bucks, I would probably wait a game. You know, let's let's wait to the Suns get that early victory where some of the odds kind of move towards the Suns favor. Maybe they get out, blow them out in game one. And, you know, then there's everyone's just thinking, oh, it's the Suns are going to roll over them. Well, I think that the Bucks could definitely pull out a few games here. So be patient. I think when Giannis comes back, even though he did that, have that hyperextended knee injury, um, that guy's a freak for a reason. So um, I think we'd be surprised at how well Giannis may play coming off of that injury. Yeah, I like all that. And I think, you know, I think what's great about this matchup is that these are two really even teams. I think that was kind of the concern with all the injuries that you might get like a super lopsided matchup like we had last year with the Lakers and the Heat, where it was like one team really had no chance. I think the Suns and the Bucks. I mean, in my eyes, I don't know how you guys see it. I think these teams are pretty dead even in my eyes. And, you know, I would make this pretty close to a pick. I think that kind of lends you to where I'm going with this bet as the Bucks are kind of a sizable dog now, plus 160 with the Suns coming back, minus 190 the other way. But should be a really good series. Take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our Game 1 handicast for you guys. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Make sure to head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at $1 million. Guys, draft day is happening July 13th at 1 p.m. Pacific. Ryan, Real Money Kramer will be drafting underdog best ball teams for 24 hours straight. It's going to be hilarious. You can hop on the stream and draft with Kramer and the guys. Ton of insight going to come from those guys, so can't wait for that. Plus, 15 free entries to Best Ball Mania 2 will be given out. If that wasn't enough, there's a $500 draft day props contest based off of Kramer that you can only enter in the app. It's going to be crazy. So download the app and sign up at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Last but not least, we're brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. And don't forget, toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. 
All right, coming back off the break, game one, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. In Phoenix, the Milwaukee Bucks are in town. Game one of the NBA Finals. Can't wait for this one. Suns laying six at home. Total at 218 and a half. Munaf, we'll start it off with you. Get first crack at it. Where do you go with this one here? Yeah, I said this all uh, playoffs long when we talked about the series, and I, I, I'll say it again, and it might sound like a a, uh, a robot, but I just can't bet against this Phoenix team at home. Um, the layoff for them has been very beneficial. You know, they've they've with the series they came off of Denver, they went out and uh, oh sorry, they came out and took care of business in Game One against the Clippers. Um, now they they'll have another full week off against um, coming off the Western Conference uh, victory. Um, and Chris Paul said it too, right? He, he's glad that they had that extra time to kind of um, get more time to heal that right hand injury that he also has, and and getting rest for you know guys like Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and, and you know some of their guys that played heavier minutes. But um, I, I'm going to go with Phoenix in Game One. I think that uh, there are there, it's it's Game One in your house in the NBA Finals. I think they'll come out on fire and play well. Uh, they'll shoot the ball well. Uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, led by those guys. I think they come out and take care of business in game one. So I'm going to lay the points with um, the Phoenix Suns uh, minus six. You said six, right? So, yeah, I'll take that six. Yep. Dan, how about you on the uh, minus six spread? I'm going Bucks. I think that uh, they figured it out how to play without Giannis, man. They got it done against the Atlanta Hawks. Obviously, the, the Suns are a lot better team than them. But, you know, the Hawks were definitely a formidable opponent. And I think that they – They've played the most basketball recently. I think that there's going to be a little bit of a, a layoff there that the Suns are going to have to overcome. And, you know, I think that there's going to be some good energy in, uh, in Phoenix on, on uh, Tuesday. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust the Bucks here, but I am going to take the Phoenix Suns money line as a kind of a hedge here. But I, I do think that the Bucs can at least keep it competitive. I mean, in the regular season, out of two out of the three games were decided by, by a one point or less. So, you know, obviously Giannis was in that, those games, but, you know, it's the NBA finals, man. Everybody understands what this stage means and, and what's at stake here. So I think it's going to be a competitive matchup better than six points. Yeah. I'm going to go with the bucks. I think I'll go with the bucks plus six here as well. I got a couple plays in this game that I do like, I'm going to hit you guys with a double result. Prop. I've been liking these in the playoffs. What do you think of a bucks halftime sons full-time plus four twenty-five. Um, that's kind of, I think, kind of similar to what you're seeing, Dan. I think the Bucks do come out hot and kind of lay the first punch here, and I think the Suns can come back and win this game on the money line, um, you know, coming back in the third or fourth quarter with, you know, getting the chance to kind of recollect that halftime. I think there will be a big stage here, like you said, and I think that benefits both teams and both guys will have the chance to show out. So I will go with the Bucks plus six, um, double result, Bucks halftime, Suns full time, kind of getting in my Kramer NBA betting style here. I also <laughs> do like the Bucks in the first quarter in this game. I, I really think that Bucks will come out here with, you know, they they really did kind of come together, like you said, Dan. After that Giannis injury, figured out a lot offensively. I think it's going to be there. This is basically like another game for them, kind of in the sequence of events, and they were kind of had that rhythm of playing so many games in a row. So, like the Bucks in this one on the spread total at two eighteen and a half. Dan, I know you're going under Munaf. How about you? Yeah, for me, for, because it's game one um, with Phoenix, we, we've seen at least in, in round one of the first game, Phoenix Suns and Lakers went under, but that's because of, there was a lack of offense from the LA Lakers. You know, outside of AD and LeBron, they didn't have much. But if you take a look at game one in against Denver, they, had, they scored, uh, it was 122-105 Phoenix one, and then in game one against the Clippers, Without Kawhi, one twenty one sixteen. So I think I'm gonna stay with that over in this first half. Uh, sorry, first game. The total has ticked up a point. It was at two seventeen and a half earlier today, so it's up a full point. Um, but I'm gonna go with the over. I think um, Phoenix will just come out and do what they've done in game ones in this past two rounds. I really love their uh, team total at one twelve. Um, for some reason, like I said, this this team at home in game ones have been playing well, obviously at, at home also. So I'm going to take that over 112, and I'll take the full game over 218.5 also. Yeah, I like this over as well. Um, I'm going to go with it. I think we've talked about how Mike Budenholzer struggles to adjust. I mean, what are the, I, I think we're probably going to see him come out with some, you know, Joe Schmo defense in game one that gets carved up, and then he goes back to the drawing board for game two. And I think 
that you're definitely could see that like Chris Paul or Devin Booker really get, go off here, especially with Booker, Brooke Lopez probably playing a lot more minutes if Giannis is hurt. And I think what I've talked about all night, I think the Bucks are going to be able to score in this series. So I do like this over. Dan, we'll kick it to you. Any quarter bets, team totals, half bets, player props, what else you got on this game? Let's give it to people. Empty the clip here. Oh man, I already dumped my uh, my clip in the uh, the first uh, podcast we recorded <laughs> earlier today. But let me see what else I got cooking here. Now, nah, so I'll just reiterate a couple of plays that I liked from yep, earlier definitely today. I like uh, DeAndre Ayton over eleven and a half rebounds. You can get that at plus odds. To me, I think he's going to be if I'm if I'm projecting this to be this this slugfest that there's going to be a lot of rebounds to be had there. And you know, Lopez isn't much of a threat there. PJ Tucker's and Chris Middleton have been you know, primarily one of their best rebounders in, in Giannis's absence. So I think that should be, that should be good, good opportunity for Aiton to clean the glass there. And then I also like Devin Booker. He looks really attractive here. I'm going to take his points, rebounds and assists over 37 and a half. Um, I think Booker's actually going to have his hands all in this game because Drew Holiday is going to be busy trying to stop the engine and the offense that is Chris Paul, which should you know, to me, that's going to go right to the Batman, which is which is Devin Booker to uh, potentially get in some sneaky assists there, probably around five or six, uh, along with four or five rebounds. And I think he's going to get north of 25 points being their leading scorer. So I think this is going to be a good game for Devin Booker to show out. There we go. Two player props from the Phoenix side. Moon up. I know you like that team total over as well. So that kind of does sync up with both those plays. Any other yeah. plays for you on, uh, you know, quarter spreads, half spreads, player props, team totals? Um, no, that was the one that I liked was the Phoenix team total over. Um, I think that if we're expecting a lot of points in this game, uh, you might want to take a look at both of the Bucks uh, team total also, because like we've said that, you know, Bucks are going to be able to score in this series, right? And, and we're not completely sold on the Phoenix Suns defense. So I think that might be another angle that you want to take a look at if you think there's going to be a lot of points tomorrow. Uh, as far as player props, um, I do have an article dropping tomorrow for game one, but I will give one that we talked a guy that we talked about earlier was Mikael Bridges over one and a half, three point shots made um, with the pick and roll that we've talked about that the Phoenix offense may come out with that. He's going to get those opportunities to knock down those, some of those shots early on. And uh, it may, you know, cash in that first quarter because he, if this guy gets hot from the corners uh, um, traditionally throughout the season in the playoffs, it's been in that first quarter. So that might, you know, just cash for us in the first quarter. So um, that's one, um, I'm going to dig in some more tonight, but definitely wait for my article to drop tomorrow morning. I'll, I'll probably get three or four uh, in there. So um, I'll, I'll dig in here a little more tonight, try to find some winners for the people. Yeah, there you go. Um, not much else for me. Definitely like that double result. Like I said, Bucks halftime, Suns full-time. Also, if you have Bryn Forbes, I think he might be someone that I would look at for some three-point shooting uh, in this series. You know, we're going back to a game one here. We've seen Bud likes to play a longer rotation. I think Bryn Forbes, someone who can play in this series because, you know, you will have a place to hide him. On the other end, the Suns do have a lot of, like, support players who kind of just camp out on the three-point line, which is why we like those guys to be able to shoot. But that kind of also allows Bryn Forbes to have somewhere to hide. Maybe he could play a little bit more, get the uh, off-ball shooting going in this game. Any other thoughts on game one, guys? We zoom out to the whole series. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going <clears> to, <throat> I'll probably drop it in the Slack channel tomorrow, but I, I don't see any props available for Bobby Portis yet. But that's another guy that I think has been an unsung hero for the Bucks in Giannis's absence. This guy's been bringing a lot of energy, been hitting the glass as well as dropping buckets. And I think he's kind of one of those unique stretch, stretch four or five spots that I think will actually fit very well in this series um, going up against a smaller power forward, like a Jay Crowder or potentially Mikhail Bridges or Dario Sarch. I think he could cook Dario Sarch because um, Dario's is kind of regular. So that's a guy that I think could, could actually rack up some stats um, even in limited time. You know, he may not see 30 minutes, but you know, 25 minutes, this guy's a per 36 minute beast. So yeah, look out for Bobby Portis. I'll be probably dropping that in the Slack channel tomorrow. Yes, sir. And if you're not on the Slack channel, definitely join in sg.pn slash Slack. We'll be definitely going hard all finals long. And obviously there is still a chance that Giannis does play in this game, right? It's doubtful. And we yep. had those kind of conflicting reports. So stay tuned for that news tomorrow. Let's go out to the whole series here. Going to get a pick from each of you guys and any other series bets that you made. I know uh, Moon off, you made a bunch of those last round, you know, series spread, series props, stuff like yep. that. So 
Munaf, where are you going in this series? The 2021 NBA Finals, Phoenix Suns, Milwaukee Bucks. The official pick is? I'm going Phoenix in six. Um, I, I put that in my article this morning, and I, I'm going to stick by that. I, I just think that this is – I think I said this earlier with Sean and when, when uh, Dan and I were on with Sean is that how many more opportunities is Chris Paul going to get being in the NBA Finals and, and getting that championship – for his legacy. And I, I think that he's going to really seize this moment may possibly be the best player in the series. Um, I have him for finals MVP also, but Phoenix and six for me, uh, I think that's at what plus four fifty. Um, that's when I was looking at. And then I think um, over five and a half games in the series, I think like Dan was saying that Adam Silver, the NBA probably wants to see this being at least, at least going six, you know, cue the X-Files, uh, X-File music, but um, yeah, over five and a half, it's a little juiced, but I, you know, Milwaukee is a great team. They're here for a reason, despite not having Giannis, at least for game one, they still have good players on this team with Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, you know, I don't, don't want to go through the list of guys, but over five and a half um, total games played in the NBA finals. That's my the second pick that I do like for this, uh, for the entire series. Dan, how about you? Yeah, I'm going to tell Munaf on that one. I like that over five and a half. Um, I think that that's the right number. Uh, gun to my head, I think that the the Suns are the Suns are going to take care of this in five or six games. So I think that five and a half is like that safe measure for it. So I'll probably throw down some some ends on both of those ones just to kind of cover my bases there. But like, I don't really see. You know, the value is really in the in the MVP to me, and uh, I'm probably going to lay down a couple of bets on both sides of that. I think Chris Paul is the easy favorite there at plus, I think he's like plus 175. Mm-hmm. Long shot, I love DeAndre Ayton at plus 2,500, man. If, if Giannis doesn't make it back to like game three, it's just going to set the stage for Ayton to have two potential monster double-doubles before he returns, and I think that that is really going to help his case as much as he can get out in front by having a great game. We've seen it before, man. Chris Paul's the point guard, and he can definitely get easy buckets for his teammates. I think he'd much rather, you know, get those lob passes than having to shoot those tough, you know, mid-range fadeaways and stuff like that to win the game. So I like that DeAndre Aiden log shot, 2,500. There you go. What is Chris Middleton at for finals MVP? Uh, Middleton? I see a plus 550 on DK. Okay. I'm going to go with that because I'm going to go with the (laughs) Milwaukee Bucks in six in this series. So hey. I'm be I'm be out on an island here. I'm gonna go with the Bucks in six, and to get a prop to go along with that, I do have a Milwaukee Bucks to win from behind at any point in the series plus four hundred. Uh, I think you definitely get that in game one potentially, or if not, maybe a two one. So I do think that uh, the Milwaukee Bucks will get this series, and I think Chris Middleton is gonna be the guy, and I think you're gonna have sort of that storyline with. Giannis coming back and and Middleton being really the alpha of this team to close it out. I think this is the best team remaining to me, but I cannot wait to see this series play out. Obviously, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific tomorrow night. Anything else on this series, on this game, anything else in the NBA that you guys wanted to get off your chest tonight, guys? Dan, start out with you. Yeah, one last thought. I love the play ZB. That if I'm picking on the Bucks side, it's going to be Chris Middleton at, at at that plus 650. Man, I. I think he's going to be the one that's going to be the most important player for this Buck squad if they're going to get there uh, to the promised land and ultimately lift that Larry O'Brien trophy. So I'm here for the I'm here for the great competition, man. I'm be throwing money throughout the entire thing, especially the live betting. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the, the playoffs are amazing. The NBA Finals is even better. So I'm all here for it. Let's go. Yeah, it's very 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 exciting to have a big NBA Finals game tomorrow night. It's definitely one of those special sporting events that carries with it its own kind of prestige and a feel and you know you, you know when you put the game on tomorrow night it's gonna be special moon off any final words for the people on this fine july 5th evening i completely forgot that i had the uh i had two prop bets or futures bet i had the eastern conference or the, the uh, team to win the eastern conference title oh sorry the nba finals is gonna be eastern conference team and then I also had nabbed up the Bucks at a plus 400 price when the Giannis news came down. So I'm going to have to find a way to, you know, figure out some positive EV here. But uh, other than that, man, no, like I think you guys hit all the nails on the head. Uh, this is going to be a fun series. A uh, lot of large storylines, you know, with the Giannis injury and in the Chris Paul legacy and, and all that good stuff. So 
you know, it, it's the NBA Finals, regardless of who's playing as, as fans and betters. We're going to love to watch it regardless of what's going on. So um, I'm going to be rooting for Chris Paul, man. I know he was a guy that was in Houston. Uh, James Harden found a way to fuck that relationship up. I, I'm, I'm sure that we would have had two or at least two titles if those two guys had figured it out. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll definitely be rooting for Chris Paul because he's like, like, you know, a lot of the guys that we respect in media have said that Chris Paul is a top five point guard of all time in, in the NBA. So I want him to get that championship. Um, and uh, Zach, just look out for uh, Ryan and, and uh, Jeff Fox coming after you for picking the picking the Bucks to, to win the win the <laughs> NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah, well, well, let me say I'm picking the Bucks in six. I ha- I don't really, obviously, don't like either of these teams as like a fan. I have yeah. not decided who I'm rooting for yet. I think okay. I'm gonna turn on the TV tomorrow night. I'm gonna gonna get a feel for the series, and I'll decide then which team yeah. I'm rooting for. And then I will obviously randomly just get way too invested in this series. Um, like emotionally, <laughs> you know, if, if there is a Chris Paul flagrant foul review tomorrow night on some bullshit, you, you might see me in the Slack channel announcing that I'm rooting for the bucks <laughs> in the series, but no, it's going to be great. So we'll, we'll be with you guys all throughout the playoffs, getting uh, picks and reactions and um, definitely join in the Slack channel. Uh, if you, if you're not in it, We'll have discussion all day tomorrow, getting our picks out for tomorrow night's game. That's at sg.pn slash slack. Great show tonight. Uh, really, really fun show getting into all this. So uh, a lot of fun being with you guys. Dan, where can the people find you on Twitter to check out all of your stuff there? Yeah, hit me up at, at Dan Titus at D-A-N-T-I-T-U-S. I'll be pushing more NBA shit all during the NBA finals fantasy football season's coming up. So I'll be pushing some more stuff regarding that as well. Can't wait. Manoff and I are hopefully going to be debuting a a football segment in the coming, in the coming weeks. So stay tuned to that. A lot of good shit coming our way. Yes, sir. Munaf, how about you? Yeah, you can find me at sports nerd eight, two, four on Twitter. Uh, DMS are open. Slack channel DMS are open. Uh, I get a lot of questions from a lot of guys. So definitely love helping out anybody that's, starting out betting or, or needs anything. So definitely reach out to me. I'm more than happy to help and crush the books. Um, yeah. Check out the MLB gambling podcast with my man, Malcolm over there in Newcastle. Uh, if you want to learn some new terminology and, and things like that, definitely listen, listen to uh, Malcolm. But um, other than that, man, I'm, I'm excited for the NBA playoffs. Um, love working with you guys, talking hoops. Uh, we'll be here all throughout the week with the NBA playoffs and hopefully we get some more off season or off season news and, free agency and, and draft is coming up. So a lot of good stuff coming up. An NFL season, like Dan said, it's coming around the corner. I will end by saying this is that if there is a Scott Foster sighting in game one, all bets are off for me on the Suns. So I will be dropping the, uh, the NBA referee assignments in our Slack channel. So Judd, to make sure to see uh, if Scott Foster is on one of these. <laughs> That's true. And the Slack channel keeps on climbing. I mean, we've, we've literally had new people every single day coming in. So we love to see that. You can follow me on Twitter at NBA Zach B. And yeah, like Munaf said, this is the NBA gambling podcast. Like the show, definitely subscribe and rate and review it. The MLB gambling podcast, all the shows in the sports gambling podcast network. And of course the sports gambling podcast.com. But yeah, we just love being with you guys and excited for these finals with that. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow for game one of the NBA finals. Let's do it boys. Ba 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 ba